What's up, everyone? This is Mill Spec Believer, episode 20. Um, today's episode, we're going to be talking about regrets. Uh, before I get into that, just want to point you over to my social media on Instagram at Mill Spec Believer, also on Facebook at Mill Spec Believer. Excited to connect with you guys and make this more than just uh, you sitting there listening, um, but actually reach out to me and connect so that we can encourage one another. We can point each other to Jesus and point each other to uh, being bold in our faith. So without further ado, let's get into it. Uh, Regrets. So this is a huge topic of today's world. Everyone has regrets for the most part. (laughs) Um, Here's some quotes for you guys. No regrets. You only live once. Regret is hell. Shout out to ones ready. And uh, regret is a form of punishment itself. Uh, I kind of like that one uh, out of all the ones I read um, because I think we have a tendency with regrets to um, really, it's really daunting, it's really saddened, and it's just something that hangs over your head, right? It's just not a good thing, Um, not viewed as a good thing at all in today's society. Uh, what regrets exist around the military? Because uh, you know they're there. Uh, if they're in the rest of the world, they got to be in the military. So uh, I think there's some of those who haven't gotten to serve in the military at all, you know, those who wanted to, either didn't join or couldn't medically. The regrets of serving too much, you know, for uh, some of my friends, myself, uh, whoever in the military. Uh, there's definitely a pull that's like, dude, like I want to be involved in everything possibly that I can be involved in. But what happens when the military is over and you're left with a family, with friends or that lack thereof that you don't have a relationship with? Um, so definitely there's um, some regrets of serving too much, too often, or just not prioritizing other things. Um the regret of not pushing yourself to the next level. Uh, I know there's tons of dudes just, I mean, you, you, you see it, you see dudes quit during selections, assessments, whatever. And they're just instantly heartbroken, instantly heartbroken that, uh, they quit on themselves, uh, for whatever reason, or dudes who just didn't have the guts to go to the selection in the first place. Um, But, I mean, that's leaving you stuck in a job that pays the bills but doesn't actually bring you satisfaction. So lots of regret there um, for those people. Uh, And just the general, you know, regret of decisions gone wrong. We're human. We're broken. We're sinful. Like, we're all going to make decisions that don't go right, even if we have good intentions all the time, which we don't. But uh, regrets, they're everywhere. And they're a part of our everyday life. Uh, I definitely have some regrets. I've definitely been honest with you guys about Fort Stewart and just that four-year gap there that I just wasn't bold in my faith at all. Like, that is a huge regret, right? Like, I I wasn't open in my faith. I wasn't open the fact that I love Jesus. I just kind of tried to establish a name for myself for being good at my job and just put being a Christian, uh, openly at least, on the back burner. Um, I mean, that's a huge regret. You guys can 
listened to episode one of this whole podcast, and I'm definitely pretty regretful. You can tell of what happened with that. Um, but uh, what's another example? Uh, as a second lieutenant, I definitely regret smashing my Humvee into the side of a building. <laughs> I think every every officer in the military has one of these stories. It's just like you're kind of waiting for it to happen, especially when you're in a crew field that's basically ran by enlisted and uh, the enlisted dudes are really the ones getting everything done. Uh, you're going to embarrass yourself. You're going to do something stupid and they're just going to shake their head at you because you're an officer and you do stupid things sometimes. But uh, we were doing some CQB training uh, out at this like Mount Village, Mount site, and we had parked our vehicles and uh, we we ended up at the wrong village. So we were like, oh, let's go to this one. So when we when we got to where we were supposed to be, you know, I saw this this building and this nice piece of shade that the building was casting and I was like... I'm going to pull this sucker right up next to this building. It's going to be perfect. And uh, I thought I was, I had room. And before I knew it, man, that mirror just completely smashed. A super nice antenna on the back of the Humvee uh, clipped the building. And that thing needed some major work. So uh, instant regret smashing into the side of that building. That was so stupid. But we all, we all do stupid stuff, right? And... Uh, some things are pretty light like that. Like I just got looked at like I was a complete idiot by uh, the dudes out there at the mount site that day. Uh, or there's things that carry a lot more weight, you know. Uh, but the point is we all have regrets in general. And I think it's an important topic to kind of talk through. How do you deal with regrets as a Christian? What is is the, the route? What is the mindset? Uh, that we're called to biblically. First off, let's look at 2 Corinthians 7.10. This is Paul speaking to the Corinthian church, and he says, For godly grief produces a repentance that leads to salvation without regret, whereas worldly grief produces death. It seems kind of intense at first, right? Talking about worldly grief producing death, but Dude, look at where we're at as a society. People are committing suicide all the time. Like, death is not a far-fetch. Um, and, I mean, even in the context that that Paul is talking about worldliness, I mean, worldliness leads to death, ultimately. But he kind of gives two paths there, right? He talks about a, a grief that produces repentance, and he talks about regret that leads to death. So... So what's the route that you're taking and, and what more examples biblically do we have to look at? Um, I think we can see there's a direction that goes towards God and salvation and there's one that goes towards death. So let's start with death. Um, so I think the, the biggest example that came to mind when I was looking at this, trying to figure out uh, this episode was Judas. And if you don't know who Judas was, he was one of Jesus' disciples and uh, went with Jesus everywhere, same as the other disciples, saw everything all the other disciples saw. Uh, but when it came down to it, uh, he betrayed Jesus. He, he gave away where he was going to be to the Pharisees, and they had him arrested. Uh, and Judas got paid like a little bit of silver for it, right? So he sold him out. 
And then what, what happens as soon as he sold, sells them out and he sees Jesus getting condemned, he goes back to the Pharisees and he's like, I made a mistake. Uh, I don't want this money. And uh, he felt remorse. He returned the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests. He said, I have sinned by betraying innocent blood. But they said, what is that to us? See to yourself. And he threw the pieces of silver into the sanctuary and departed. And he went away and hanged himself. It's pretty heavy. It's pretty clear through scripture that Judas was not saved, that he didn't have a relationship, a true relationship with Jesus, a saving relationship. A resource uh, that I I pulled up whenever I was looking at this was uh, by Grace to You, uh, which is John MacArthur's ministry. And he says, Judas's remorse was not repentance of sin. Matthew, when he was writing this scripture, did not use the Greek word, which means a genuine change of mind and will, but rather he used a Greek word which merely connotes regret or sorrow. So he he didn't experience spiritual penance, but only emotional remorse. So he was saddened by it, but it was a, a very worldly feeling that he was feeling. It didn't drive him to repentance. It didn't cause him to fall on his knees and and ask God for forgiveness. He purely was just saddened by what had happened. MacArthur goes on and says he would not repent for his sin. He could not escape the reality of his guilt, and he had genuine sorrow for his sin, but he didn't have salvation through it. You know, he wasn't looking to Christ for his salvation, uh, and so it led to guilt and despair. It's heavy, but what, what can you expect as an unbeliever? There's so much in this life, but if you don't have Jesus, then at the end of the day, what what are you striving towards? Is it is it something that's actually going to save you? Because there's nothing else in this world that can help you or save you aside from the work of Christ. Uh, but our second example, kind of the second direction that Paul mentioned, a regret or grief that drives you towards God, salvation. Uh, we can look at Peter. Uh, and specifically Luke 22, uh, towards the end of the chapter, verses 60 to 62. Uh, we talked about this a few weeks ago, but this is Peter's denial of Jesus. He said, but Peter said, man, I do not know what you are talking about. And immediately while he was still speaking, the rooster crowed and the Lord turned and looked at Peter. And Peter remembered the saying of the Lord, how he had said to him, before the rooster crows today, you will deny me three times. And he went out and wept bitterly. So um, just for context there, around the same time frame as Judas, uh, Peter denied even knowing Christ. He he was uh, fearful for his life, fearful for uh, what those around him would do to him if he admitted to being friends with Jesus, and he outright denied him. And what does it say he, he did after looking at Jesus? He went out and wept bitterly. Um, so saddened, uh, a, a same emotional response as what happened with Judas. But, but what followed that? Um, did it lead to death? No, not, not in this case. So if you look at John 21, 
This is after the resurrection. This is after Jesus died on the cross. He rose again and he revisited the disciples. And it's just so beautiful to see Peter's heart filled up and restored. Um, I'm not going to read the passage or anything. You can go look at John 21 if you want to. But Jesus does not cast Peter out as soon as he sees Peter again. Say, no, dude, you denied me. Not happening. But he calls Peter to follow him and to serve him. What a vast difference between the regret response of a believer and an unbeliever. The unbeliever hangs himself in despair and the believer falls at the knees of Jesus. And does Jesus send him away? No, he, he calls him to continue to follow him and to serve him. So in my view, to the, answer the original question, as a true believer and Christian, there is only one direction you can or should go with regret. And that is the way, like Peter, is to run to Christ. Run to the cross and rest in your salvation. As a believer, we will fail, we will mess up, we will still sin. And in that moment, beware, because Satan will point his finger at you and tell you that you don't deserve salvation, or God, or life, period. And he will make you feel that way, uh, in your shame of the sin that you committed, but it's only through the work of God in our hearts that we can turn from that shame and look to the cross and our regrets. So I just I want to encourage you guys to do that. Just turn to the cross and whatever regrets that are on your plate today. Um, I have them. I know you have them. And there's just a lot as a believer, especially as we look at um, trying to be bold in our faith. You might be trying to be bold around those people that you've messed up in front of. Go take that to the cross. Like, don't let you sinning around other people keep you from pointing them to Jesus. Be open with your sin. Be open with the fact that you're not perfect and that you need Jesus. That's that's the gospel. That is the most awesome part about it. Is you not you're not expected to go be this perfect person in your squadron. Like you're gonna mess up, and that's just a moment that you can apologize, repent, and. Uh, return to the cross. So I hope this is encouraging, guys. Um, this was super encouraging for me to dive into all this, and I've been thinking about this all week. So uh, hopefully you can reflect on this as well. I hope you guys have a good week. Hope you guys are bold. Um, no time like the present, and nothing more important than it. So love you guys. Have a good week, and I'll talk to you guys later. See ya.